It's not about the rosters. It's the fact that this game is in Buffalo. That's the swing. If yeah. you're ever going to do it, it's now. Like It's like the chain, Fleetwood Mac. Like, if you don't love me now, you will never love me again. If you don't win this game now, you will never beat them again. <laughs> Okay, so we are back uh, on a much shorter off time this time uh, than last time. Um, I'm sorry, I got home from work about five minutes ago, and I left about four hours ago, so it's been quite a day. Uh, Morg, how you doing? Good. Uh, I just got a new microphone, so uh, sounding probably a little too clear. (laughs) Yeah, the people can't. Anyone doesn't like my voice? I'm sorry. It sounds good. I think it sounds good. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, there is some stuff to go over. I think the last time we talked, uh, Marcus Stroman was about to be a Yankee, um, and he now is a Yankee. Um, any kind of thoughts on that that we didn't get to really talk about? Um, I think Actually, wait, was he? did they sign him when we talked last time? No, they signed him about like 10 minutes after we went off the air. That's right, yeah. I think we treated it like he was about to be there. Um, but yeah, that happened immediately after. Also, this is our 10th episode, so. Oh, hey. Milestone. Awesome. How about that? What'd um, you get me? <laughs> I got you a nice, juicy headline. Uh, the biggest thing I think that we could talk about baseball-wise is the fact that the Houston Astros just added everybody's least favorite pitcher, uh, Josh Hader. Um, he got a monster deal five years for like $95 million, I want to say. Yeah. Um, highest average for a reliever. Um, so the Astros, I guess, think that they still <laughs> are as good as they were a few years ago. Um, unsurprisingly, I guess you have to believe in yourselves. Why not? Um, but Alex Bregman's free agency is coming up, so you have to wonder if they're going to re-sign him. Jose Altuve is going to be a free agent soon. Same deal there. I think Jordan is locked up for a few years, so nothing to worry about with him. But um, either way, they also have some young pitchers who I assume their clock has to be coming uh, to a, a head soon there with their free agency. But either way, um, Astros have a lot of pieces that they're going to need to retain or figure something to do with, um, and they just add hater. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan. I've never really been a fan of paying relievers. Like, I do think they should get yeah. paid. I mean, you know, they're professional players. Like, I hope, I'm glad that Josh Hader. You just can't have, family. like, more than one or two on a team. Like, there's no point. Right, like, yeah, like, I mean, Josh Hader should get paid, like, good for him, but, right. like, if that's my team and I'm allocating those resources, I would probably choose to give out a $95 million contract elsewhere, just because, especially with a team like the Astros, like, we've seen them develop strong relievers, like, that's, like, one thing they've done consistently since, uh, I will say, about especially 2013. Guys. yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't really fully understand this, especially since Hader is kind of on what you would call the downhill half of his career. Sure. Um, obviously, he's still very good. Uh, he had that brief bump in uh, when he got traded to the Padres a couple of years ago, but other than that, he's been very good. Uh, but, I mean, I also do kind of think it's weird because he was actually in the Astros system. It was one of the rare trades they made that really fully backfired on them. Interesting. Yeah, they really don't do that very often. What was the, yeah, uh, tra- what was the deal? I don't, I don't know it. They traded him and uh, Domingo Santana to the Brewers for Mike Fires and Carlos Gomez. That's where those guys came from? Wow. 
Yeah, Damn. so it... I mean, it, the reason I say it backfired horribly is not Carlos only did they give Gomez, up... Gomez, man, that's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, but not only did they give up Josh Hader in the deal, uh, they also acquired Mike Fires, who would later uh, quite famously be the like the Aaron Brockovich of the... Yes, uh, he was the whistleblower. Yeah. Yes. Um, interesting. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I am uh, surprised by this as well, just because Hader is not... Um, he, he doesn't strike me at the reason that I don't like him is because he does not strike me as most like team guy like he has a thing I think where he refuses to pitch more than one inning or like go over 15 pitches or like things like that like he's very particular which the thing is yeah. I understand um pitchers get hurt all the time so if this is your way to not get hurt good on you like sure that being said don't go look for the highest average contract for I mean, a reliever? No, he, he should, but like a team I, might maybe shouldn't give it to him. I mean, well, but, yeah, that's fair. That's Let me rephrase. Um, don't give him the highest contract ever for a reliever if he has these uh, these limits that might end up hurting you if he's like your only big-time back-end bullpen piece. Um, well, they also yeah. have Ryan Presley and they have Brian Abreu. And yes, like, I believe Hector you know, Harris is still free agent too, so if they want to bring him back, they could. But um, I think yeah. he might be coming to the Yankees. <laughs> I, there's a chance. I know. I was thinking about that. But yeah, that's uh, there's yeah. I don't know. The Astros are going to be interesting going into this season. I it is so. I don't know. I can't say anything bad about them. I don't want to. Last year I tried that and it blew up in my face immediately. So I'm just going to not do that. <laughs> but whatever. It's yeah, it's going to run out eventually. The magic will wear off one day, and it will be correct to say I don't know if these are your daddy's Astros, but I think they still are for now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just really – relievers are so volatile that there's very few times where you could have the same guy be the top guy in baseball right. year after year after year. Now, granted, Josh Hader has done that for stretches in his career, but I I just don't know. Like, I think that there's a chance that the last three years of that contract get pretty ugly. But, I mean, at How the same time – How old is he now? Uh, probably 30 Check or 29. 29. He will be 30 on opening day. Right. Okay, so – when you're when he's or 34, after. yeah, or, or you know, and that he he still has a year left on his deal, like th- they might feel a little differently about it. But I think I mean it's like every contract, you know, you overpay for the first couple of years. So, Always, like, like, yeah. Edwin I mean, Diaz is 29 as well, by the way. What? Edwin Diaz. Oh yeah. Uh, well, he's getting paid less than that now. He's getting uh, paid less than that, but he is getting paid until he's also 34 years old. But. So yeah. what was that? A fi- that was a five-year, ninety million. Something like that. Yeah, it looks like uh, that might have been six. Actually, because oh, no. last year was his first year, right? One, two, three, four, uh, five. There's an option for a sixth year. It looks like I think. Okay. Well, yeah, and I mean, immediately went poorly for the Mets. Not for anything. They <laughs> that did was wrong. that is nothing. I mean, that wasn't even uh, Diaz's fault. That was. Just- unfortunate but no it was a nightmare freak accident but yeah. I, I mean i don't know like i i just never like spending money on relievers but hey i mean keep them away from the red Sox. i guess i don't know try to see a silver lining <laughs> and like, very good point yeah you don't have to face him as many times a year or but you might have to face him in the alcs because the yankees will never get to the world series without beating the astros in the alcs hey i mean to do that at some point look we are also I mean, we are we are Bills fans, um, but it's uh, it was easy to say like the Bills will never get a chance to do anything unless they have to go through Kansas City, um, and now they still have to go through Kansas City, but they don't have to 
be in Kansas City to go through Kansas City, which at least helps. But um, And I'm using that, yes, as my very clunky segue into football. Because, uh, Morg, we have a hell of a football weekend coming up this weekend. Um, yeah, very we much worth games? talking about. Yeah, let's get some predictions out of the way. Let's get uh, some thoughts on the games. Maybe some ideas of uh, – or some, some thoughts on the, uh, the previous weekend's games, the wild card games. Um, why don't we actually start there? Is there anything that surprised you out of the six that we saw last week? Because um, for me, I, I, I'm going to pull up our predictions that we had for the wild card game. I, had, I was wrong on the Browns and the Texans. I had the Browns winning and covering. And I did have the Eagles coming together and beating the Buccaneers. Other than that, I was solid. I had the Lions over the Rams, Packers over the Cowboys, which that felt very good. Uh, and then, Morgan, you had the NFC almost completely wrong. You had the Cowboys over the Packers, which is a real shame. And you had Rams, for some reason, beating the Lions. Hilarious. That was never going to happen. Uh, other I, than made, that, I, I made good points <laughs> We each went that. four for go- six. No, you did. I'm, I'm just being cheeky. Uh, we both went four for six. Um, that game was so really overall, close. That was a really good game, too. Um, do you want to start there, or do you want to start – uh, doing sequential for any thoughts that you might have. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the Rams and the Lions because sure. we're talking about it. I mean, like I said, like I thought that there was a chance that the Lions might be a little uh, over-juiced up for this game. First playoff game in Detroit in 30 years. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was fun. Yeah. But, I mean, they did pull it out. It was maybe closer than a lot of people expected. Not 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 me, of course, because I predicted that the Rams would make this game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just really impressive. Great to see the Lions pulling out in Detroit and uh, looking forward to seeing them uh, play Tampa this weekend. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, the biggest takeaway for me this weekend was, I, I mean, the, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, like... Yeah, pathetic. <laughs> just, like, the final score, if you look at this, you think, oh, they lost by two scores. It was 48-32. No. First of all, you're probably thinking how their defense gave up 48 points to Jordan Love. But, uh, you, you know, it's, I mean you'll be thinking, oh, they scored points. You know, it was just an offensive shootout. No, if you watch this game, this was a blowout. It happened to be close late just because I I guess the Packers were doing a tribute to Dan Quinn by uh, blowing <laughs> a huge fourth quarter lead. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but it seemed like the Packers kind of took their – I mean, they did. They took their foot, like, way off the gas. And the This Cowboys game was still, over at halftime. Yeah, and the Cowboys s- still kept going, so it was a little bit closer than you might expect. But, yeah, it was over at halftime. I mean – Dan Quinn keeps getting interviews for head coaching jobs. I'll never understand it. I mean, I'm sure he's a good coach. He's a pretty good DC, but like, this was just a complete disaster. I mean, this Cowboys team—they're like the, the DC. Yankees. Yeah, they're they the, are very similar to the Yankees. Um, they the, they're separate most, in a few ways, which I I actually do want to talk about that because on the K show today they brought that up and I thought it was an interesting comparison. And I've thought that before. Uh, they are different in one one very very key factor. Uh, the Yankees have had sustained success throughout their entire history. The Pack or the Cowboys has only happened like twice. Like they had the era in the seventies where they won a few, and then they won in the nineties, uh, and that's it. Otherwise, it's lots of pathetic first round exits. Um, well, there are a lot of parallels, though. I mean, like there are. You see, this team, like the Yankees, every year have a ton of talent and get into the playoffs and immediately get beat by a team that maybe doesn't have as much talent but has seems to be more together um, or, you know, has some factors that the Yankees don't. But this and is that, the equivalent of the Yankees losing to the Guardians in the DS last year. 
Which is not that, a thing that happens I mean, to them. I don't think that this is this is not comparable to getting beat by the Astros every year. I don't think no. it is. I see why you might think that, but this is not. I I think the Yankees are even with the problems that they have, and they have plenty, and they are they are similar enough that this comparison makes sense. I don't think that this is directly uh, able to be compared. <laughs> I think the fact that the Cowboys lost to an upstart 22-year-old on average Packer team with like mostly rookies, I think the the Yankees don't lose to teams like that. They they beat the team that you think at worst this is close. The Packers are the I keep on calling them the Packers. The Cowboys blow these games every year. The last time they have four playoff wins in 26 years or something like that. Like, that's absurd. At least the Yankees win a series. Like, usually, if they get in, they'll win, like, if they won the wild card, they get into the DS. They have, what, how many first-round exits in the first or in the last, like, ten years? Like, two, three, maybe? A lot. I don't think a lot. I think, like, three or four. Max. Oh, the Cowboys or the Yankees? The Yankees. Oh, yeah, no, the Yankees have, no. I mean, with the Yankees. They lost in the wild card uh, game in 2020, no, 2019, 2020. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. 21? It's, it's a few. God damn. Whatever. I don't remember what that was. When Cole um, hurt his hamstring? That was 21, I think. So, I mean, yeah, the Yankees lose in the first round every now and then. But, like, the, yeah, this Cowboys team, it's like you're in and you're out. They're getting bounced in the first every round. Year. I mean, yeah. they and I mean, they do lose, like, a lot of games that they should win. I don't think this was one of those games. Like, from the time this game started, the Packers were in control of it. They're driving down the field immediately. They're just like seemed like they were immediately stomping the Cowboys at every chance they got. Like this was not a game that was ever particularly close. And no. uh, the and but then the Cowboys now decide today or not today, a couple days ago now at yesterday. this point. Yesterday, yeah, that, yeah, that Mike McCarthy will be coming back as the head coach, which doesn't make any sense to me at all because he's just going to get fired next year now. Yeah, like. And look it's who's like, on the market right now. That's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. If you look at the options that they could have, I don't know. Who? Bill Belichick? You want him? Anyone. Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll is 79 years old. He's, He's 72. He's not. How old is Mike McCarthy? Like 60? He's much younger than Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's not coaching again. Um, Belichick, I guess, like, that would be a splash higher. But I'll tell you what. You him and makes Jerry more Jones sense than the Falcons. Uh, what's the thing is Jerry. I think that's. Right. I, I think you've been able to say that about the or the Jesus Christ about the Cowboys for thirty years. That's the thing, Jerry. <laughs> like it's mm. Mike McCarthy is exactly sixty. By the way, I'll tell you one thing about Jerry though. He got a lot of shit for a long time as a GM, but um, they do usually draft well. Uh, yeah, they it's do. It's just that he, the decisions he makes when it comes to hiring coaches really where it gets poor because the talent is there. Like I keep talking about, this is one of the most talented rosters in the NFL and. The biggest problem has been that they can't find a head coach to put it all together, whether it's, you know, between Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, before that, Wade Phillips. They tried Bill Parcells for a little bit at the end of his career. So it's like they just haven't had the coach to put all this talent together. So I actually think I, the I, problem is more in the quarterbacks, to be honest no, with you. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, what, why? You think I, Dak's no good? I, I think that they stick with quarterbacks who aren't the answer. For too long, maybe it's it could be that Jerry gets too attached, or I don't know something. But they they stick with quarterbacks who are clearly not the solution for too long. Like where that's you know they refuse to move on. I I don't I don't, I don't understand why they that. stuck with Tony Romo for so long. When I, the only thing that I knew about Tony Romo, and this is why I feel like the Cowboys allure 
um, or not a lore, their aura is baloney. Um, since I was a little kid, the only thing that I thought about the Cowboys is like they are loud and they lose a lot because, <laughs> like, you know, or they just don't meet expectations. And Dak is the continuation of that where it's like they might they do better in the regular season now than they really ever did with Tony Romo. Um, but Man. they still I, Dak is not he just doesn't win like the game. He never wins the game like ever. So, I, he I hasn't. Mean, he is not. <laughs> he doesn't win so in the Tony, playoffs. OK, so Tony Romo never really won a big game. Uh, in the playoffs, at least. But Tony Romo was a really, really good quarterback. He was significantly better, in my opinion, than Dak Prescott. Uh, and I don't think they stuck with him for too long. I think, if anything, you know, his career kind of ended a little short because of all the injuries he had. Um, Dak, on the other hand, I do think is really, really talented. And I think that he, you're, it's, he's a good enough – he's a good quarterback. He's like – you can win with him. I don't think that that's the problem. Like, I think teams have won with a lot worse quarterbacks than Dak. But, like, it, it, it's just the scheme. Like, I don't think it's the quarterbacks. I think that they've got really lucky with quarterbacks. They've had two quarterbacks back-to-back who have been there for, like, they're going to be both be there for a decade. Like, I, and That's a good point. I, I really don't think that that's, you know, hanging on to guys for too long. I think both of them are talented, even if they have trouble winning the big game. I but think, they're just you know, not talented enough for what they want to do. I don't think it's that they're not talented enough. I just think that they just don't have the coaching. Like, I think that's yeah. been the biggest problem. Like, Jason Garrett yeah. was there for 10 years and did nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. I, I, I think that's fair. I, I don't know. I just – I always remember – maybe it's because I was younger and the Giants always used to actually beat them. Um, but I never thought Tony Romo was anything more than, you know, a decent quarterback who didn't see – like his he's, stats. I, I know. I probably he should go really, back and really check. But in you. the chance that he came the closest to winning anything, he fumbled the snap. That's like the most famous thing about his career. <laughs> they he, he shouldn't have been holding have gone anyway. to a Super Bowl. Well, that was not that was the wild card game. But, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have been holding. It, it's it's That's fi- yeah, 20 years ago was, at this point. But yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I'm just – the Cowboys are just never going to win anything with Mike McCarthy there. And, you know, at this rate, they might not win anything with Jerry there because he can't seem to hire a head coach that what is he, his team out of its own way. 80-something? Yeah. Least... Jerry's probably 80. <laughs> yeah. Not great. Not anyway, great. Should we move uh, on from the Cowboys to uh, another hated NFC East rival? Yeah, I mean, I was right, uh, but that's <laughs> not news. Um <laughs> The Philadelphia Eagles finished their grand collapse by losing 32, I believe it was 32 to nine to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night um, in a game that it was could not have been more apparent that they did not want to be there at all. At I all. Mean, the, like, this at team all. fully gave up. Yeah. I mean, like, they quit. say what you will. They quit. But they didn't want to get hurt. They forgot how to, well, they didn't want to tackle. They quit. <laughs> it was yeah. rough to watch. Uh, uh, I will say it's really, really funny to me that a team that was at 10-1, and 1, even though I was saying that they were uh, frauds, which I was right about again. Of course. Uh, I, they were 10-1, and 1, and then they kind of made a panic move and fired uh, Sean Desi and replaced him with Matt Patricia. And it seems like ever since that I mean, ever since you that never, happened, they were 1-5. You never want to replace anybody with Matt Patricia unless it's well, like your beard model. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Matt Patricia like, is bad at being in anything other than Bill Belichick's right hand man. Right. I I just think that that was a total panic move, uh, and not really for any good reason. I mean, the only person saying anything about them bad was me, and like you know, I don't think they were listening to me. So like, I just I, it was kind of a strange move at the time, and it seems like yeah. it resulted in the complete collapse of their season. 
Yeah, it does. I, you know, look, this game, I had a hard time believing that they were going to actually end this collapse as awfully as it was trending towards. Uh, that being said, there wasn't much evidence to go off of other than just my gut, and I shouldn't have trusted it just because it's it was clearly wrong. <laughs> they, they completely face planted. Um, I am surprised that uh, I, I'm surprised that the response has been so negative towards Jalen Hurts as it has been. I think he was so clearly very injured. Like by the end of this season, um, now I'm not saying that the whole collapses on him that being said i think that the half of the reason that performance in this game was so dreadful is because i mean he could barely throw like he he was Mm -hmm. down two fingers on his throwing hand like that's not great um and it's it's not a great look for our our cousin (laughs) good old nick sirianni uh who there was talk of him being out in philly um we'll see how that goes uh and we did kind of say that we wanted that um, I didn't. I didn't shame. say I want him to fail. I said I want him to go somewhere where I could root for the team he's coaching. Which is I think not I did say I wanted him to go down in a ball of fire. Uh, yeah, but, but not him. Not like, not him. Not team. him. The team. <laughs> um, but I also will say I, I mentioned this on uh, Mudville yesterday. So go check out that episode. Um, this did not feel good while I was watching it. I felt myself kind of rooting for them to get back in the game like a little bit and then to lose because I feel like when a team quits it's not fun to watch um even just Disagree. like from a football perspective well so I I actually said on the episode um I I I said I should wait to bring this up with Morgan because I need to be properly eviscerated by a real Giants fan uh for feeling this way because I was partially rooting for the Eagles to get back in the game because I wanted to like I I my point was that it's better to watch a team try and then fail because it's a lot sweeter to then say, oh, you you gave it your best and you couldn't do it. Um, whereas when the Eagles just quit, it's like, eh, you didn't really try. Like, that's not fun. I don't care that you lost. It's not fun. It's not fun Fully for me. Fully disagree. <laughs> try harder and then lose. Then I'll enjoy it. I wanted them to lose this game 66 to nothing. <laughs> I I don't care. Like, a it was close on the loss table. means nothing to me. Yeah. A close loss means nothing to me. Like, what? Oh, you you get uh, you're, you came close and maybe you make the fans feel better, I guess. But, like, that doesn't make – I don't get more pleasure out of them losing close than getting blown out. I would much rather see them get blown out. That way there's no risk of them winning. I was really happy to see how this game went. And but also, then you could was say no that wasn't really them. That's what I mean. Like, the soul of the team was not in it. So then you can't say that they've been, like, defeated. They just lost. Like, you know what I mean? Well, there was no way they were getting back in this game. Like, they were dead. Yeah. They, they, like, I mean – But they died they, six they were, weeks ago. <laughs> like yeah. Like, there's no chance you're watching this game at any point thinking, like, oh, here come the Eagles. Like, no, it wasn't no, happening. So just end it. Mercy kill. That's it. So, I mean, the Eagles are a joke. Uh, we've known this. They're not winning anything with this core again. Um, Brandon no. Graham uh, and core's gone. Fletcher Cox are probably out. Uh, what, whatever his name is with the uh, guy who does State Farm commercials with his brother, he's probably out. Uh, and hey, like, do not disparage brother-based media. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm so sick of hearing about Jason Kelsey. Like, I, I just like 
it's like Aaron Rodgers at this point. It's like wall to wall. Jason Kelsey is apparently a very nice guy, and I I, I agree care. with you in that I'm sick of the saturation. <laughs> but Jason Kelsey, by all counts, is like a really nice family guy. That's uh, great. I'm sure if I Aaron met him, Rogers I'd be delighted. Is not. <laughs> I don't want to hear about him ever again. That's fair. I, I, He's I'm a sure center. if I met him, I'd be like, "What a great guy." I don't care. There's and a reason don't centers hear- don't really make it anywhere other than like Sean O'Hara. I don't want to hear We're any good. more Jason Kelsey talk. I get yes, he's all time great. He's going to the Hall of Fame. That's great. I don't good understand why. I'm I'm really both of the Kelseys. I'm just I've, I've I, had enough. I'm with you. I'm tired of both of them. I'm sick of it. Uh, but anyway. anytime a football player becomes like overly saturated, it's time to move on. Everyone's mm-hmm. tired of them. Um, yeah, I think uh let's see what else we got. What what else happened this past week? Bills won. Yes, the Bills won. Uh that game that was a fun game. I it was never out of hand uh at all or not I shouldn't say out of hand. Uh it was never the Bills didn't put it away as quickly as I thought they were going to. I did say that that game right. was going to be a boat race. Um but it was never like really a game at all. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think the Steelers had a realistic shot of getting back into it. Yeah, I would say probably if you're a Bills fan, too close for comfort at times. But I would say that the the Bills, yeah, like you said, they never fully put this away until the fourth quarter. But uh, there was a point where it kind of looked like the Steelers had momentum, especially at halftime because the Bills just kept making some stupid mistakes. Yes, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, and uh, like Mason Rudolph actually played really, really well for the most part, which was kind of surprising. He better. He's uh, been there for like 15 years. I mean, the dude better know how to put together a game at this point. Right, yeah. So this wasn't the one-score game I was expecting, but I would say that my prediction of the Steelers staying in it was uh, correct. But I'm glad the Bills won. Um, and this was a huge win for them because, uh, well, obviously it's a playoff win, so it's a huge win. But also, That's the, anal- that- or the, <laughs> the analysis you come to the podcast for. Yeah. <laughs> playoff exactly. wins now are big. The, now they get the Chiefs in Buffalo. So Yes. The fact that they don't have to go on the road to Arrowhead in this game is cannot be overstated. The fact that the Chiefs have yeah. to go up there to Buffalo with those insane fans jumping through flaming tables. You'll love and it. They'll be crazy. the Bills are ever going to beat the Chiefs if, if the, on these iterations of teams, it has to be this game. Yes, I agree. I, I completely agree with you. This, this is, is the weakest Chiefs team that we've seen in years. Yes. Uh, and it's it's not the best Bills team that we've seen, but they probably have the most momentum but that we've seen in Buffalo. a while. That's the that's the thing. It's not about the rosters. It's the fact that this game is in Buffalo. I mean, that's like, yeah. that's crazy. That's gonna. That's yeah. the real. That's the swing. Um, so if yeah. you're ever gonna do it, it's now. Like it's, it's like the chain Fleetwood Mac. Like if you don't love me now, you will never love me again. If you don't win this game now, you will never beat them again. <laughs> it's true. This Probably. is, this is the time. This is the opportunity to do it. So. Unless I really, there's really a season where Pat Mahomes tears his ACL or something, which I would never. You know, not not saying. You hope for that. I'm just saying, like, the only realistic chance where, like, you'd have better odds are probably if Pat Mahomes was hurt. Um, well, that's not – but that's not even – that doesn't even count because then it's not the same team. Like, this is what I mean. Good point. Like, okay, to beat Mahomes. Yes, okay, fair enough. Um, you, you have to win this game. So that's the thing. This is the first time that Patrick Mahomes is ever going to play on the road in the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, so so should we just – let's just go – should we just – let's go right into this weekend then. Why not? I don't care about the other games. The Browns suck. Uh, let's uh, – Texans Chiefs. showed a good showing, uh, and the Chiefs walloped the Dolphins. We can talk about that now. Um, yeah, so the Chiefs destroyed 
the Dolphins uh, because the Dolphins were never going to do anything in that cold weather. And that, I think, is also a big part of this. Uh, Chiefs are coming off of a very, 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 very cold game. And they're going out to Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. So as much as a home advantage as it is to be in Buffalo, it's not like the conditions are – this is not Miami coming to Buffalo. This is Kansas City coming off of a negative 40-degree game. Um, right. So you don't have to worry about the weather as much. Like That's not a factor as much as it would be for pretty much any other team. Uh, but the fact that that was last week's game, and now this game is going to be like 30 degrees warmer than that one, <laughs> um, yeah, which still gonna is crazy. Really cold. <laughs> and it's going to be freezing. Um, yeah, so, did you see a, yeah. a bunch of people ended up in the hospital? Yeah, like 60 people game. got hypothermia, <laughs> which is but, ridiculous. And I mean, I, I don't know. Don't take your shirt off in uh, minus 20 degrees. I, I don't know. Like, you just don't I have to do that. Yeah, I understand people saying that they didn't have to play the game. I, my sympathy is with the people that work there. Uh, yeah. The people that paid money to go and then like, – It's on you. I don't know. I mean, you made a decision, like, yeah. right? Right? Like decisions right. have consequences. I hate to sound like a Republican, but like, as, no, <laughs> you sound like, more like a kindergarten teacher as, as speaking as somebody who yesterday had to deal with something. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, you, you did pay to go to the game. You decided to go. Your choice. So, like, I yeah. obviously I would never hope anything bad happens to anyone. Like, no. I hope these people are okay. You want them to be I, okay, but I, it's you don't have the same level of sympathy as the people who had to go there because they were told by their managers. You know, you were working right. at night. Yeah, yeah and different. also like the people saying like, "Well, I'll see," because these people got hospitalized. That's why the game should have been canceled. It's like no, because the those people made a decision knowing full well what the consequences would be to go to this game and a lot of the people that got hospitalized were probably the people that got so hammered that they took their shirts off exactly um, you also but, you can dress yeah. for that weather it is possible right. like it's yeah. doable um that being said i hope the play like i don't i haven't heard anything about how the players are faring um but that, well, did you see the linemen really cold like, the man linemen. yeah the linemen were all sleeveless and yeah. their arms were like glowing red like the like the like Rudolph's nose like yeah. they looked horrible I, I just hope these guys are all right I mean I know. you cannot go sleeveless in this weather I don't care how tough you are it's a really you're risking permanent nerve damage you to are. do that that's so, not a toughness thing it's a biology thing which like right it's so uh, let's just yeah. Anyway. Yeah, let's still let's start with the Chiefs and Bills I think yeah definitely um it, so which this is game is Sunday, Sunday night, night. yeah 6 30 on Sunday uh so let's start at the end do you have the line <laughs> yeah we'll work yeah. backwards uh do yeah. you have the line yeah, it's Bills minus two and a half. So, oh my uh, god, that's easy. Yeah, so we, yeah. we have the Chiefs shuffling into Buffalo. Uh, Taylor Swift will probably be in attendance. How funny uh, is it that Taylor Swift has to go to a game in Buffalo in the snow? I love oh, it. I love it. Taylor love Swift. It. Uh, someone put, posted a meme of the uh, Hillary Clinton walking into that like kitchen, <laughs> and it's like t- Taylor Swift checking into the best <laughs> hotel in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> Buffalo is a beautiful, beautiful city. It is, it is not. They're probably, probably staying the in Niagara on the lake, honestly. Yeah, they're probably staying. I bet Buffalo they just, I really bet they are. I'll say it doesn't have the luxury uh lodgings of a city like Miami because Buffalo is a real city unlike Miami. Uh <laughs> anyway, real people yeah, live so we there, not weirdo, two. you know, like uh party people. That's right, my so take. We have Bills minus two and a half, what do you think? Uh Bills minus two and a half. I <sighs> Man, that's so tough. I, I have to say, I have to say, Bills cover, Bills winning cover. I just mm-hmm. that's, uh, God, man, that's really tough. I it's just that it is so hard to bet against the Chiefs, and like I, I know that this is I, everything that we just said. Like the, the, there's so much riding on this game for the Bills. 
but even just like the the shadow of a doubt that you have that like Mahomes is just gonna let this happen it's like it's i mean the it's you know i will say imagine how much better this story gets if uh if josh allen goes on to like win the super bowl and how much better this rivalry gets if the bills mm-hmm. like eventually go on to win the super bowl this year like this is well, it would time. be one of the best stories like every year we get bills chiefs that'd be so fun um or every other year whatever however that works um that being said and i'm i I want you to stay with me here because I'm about to put on some tinfoil hats. Uh, the NFL definitely wants Taylor Swift stuff going on at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I'm for sure. just saying. Absolutely. I'm sure they if do. If it's I'm close, it might, it might not be uh, an unbiased bounce. Well, the I NFL also wanted a Kelsey Brothers rematch in the Super Bowl, and they Good couldn't point. rig that game hard enough for the bu- <laughs> Buccaneers to find a way to lose, uh, even though they were rigging games all year for the Eagles to win. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I said bear with me. I forgot that you believe that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I do believe that. I yeah. totally believe I know. Well, okay. I, I won't say did. the NFL is rigged, but I will say <laughs> that the Eagles got more favorable calls than I've ever seen any team get this season. So. I know. And by and believe also, that, it's it's a loose term, but yeah. Also, if the whatever you call it, the stupid fucking rugby play, if that benefited any other team, it would have been outlawed you know in what July. It's anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Bills win. Uh, I think they w- cover the spread and win. Um, I just don't think this Chiefs team, I, I, like, I, it's hard to pick against them because they have the experience. They've been there before. They beat the Bills every time they're in this situation, but they've never been in this situation where they're going to Buffalo. And I think the emotion of the crowd, like, we just saw it happen in Detroit, and I was skeptical of it, but now I'm kind of thinking that the Bills are going to ride that wave and win this game. And uh, let's give final score predictions. I'll go uh, I'll go Buffalo 24, Kansas City 14. Um, I'm going to go what, – what temperature? Do we know the temperature of the game? I don't have it in front of me, but it's going to be – it'll be cold, but, like, not that cold. I think it'll be in the, like, high teens or something Will like that. Will it be snowing? Do I don't know? think so. Okay. Um, all right. Then I'm going to say – Okay. I'm going to say 28-24 Bills. Okay. So you think that it'll be close? Yeah. So you but think not that close. Cover, that's but... still – that's that's four. Lines yeah, two no, and a half. You think they cover, but, like, they barely cover. I mean, yeah, like four in a two-and-a-half line, that's – basically what they're saying two-and-a-half is less than a field goal. I'm saying that's like, you know, that's a 28-21 okay. game with a field goal at the end. Who's your pick to click? Ooh, uh, man. I mean, it's got to be Stefan Diggs, right? I mean, it's either him or James Cook. And uh, I said Rashi Rice was going to have a big game last week, by the way. <laughs> was I ever yeah. right? Uh, yeah, same. That's, yeah, we, both, uh, we both were on that one. Yeah, easy. Uh, but for this one, Diggs is, uh, I think he's playing. I mean, actually, he should be. Yeah, and also, I have the weather. It'll be, uh, the real feel will be about 16 degrees. So okay. it'll be cold, but not as cold as it, that'll feel like fucking summer to the Chiefs. Exactly. So. And, and probably the Bills after last week. <laughs> honestly, yeah, and the Bills. Like, 16 is not that bad to play. Stefan Diggs is officially going to be playing this weekend. Okay, cool. And, per NBC uh, and Bleacher Report. Okay, awesome. And, yeah, my pick to uh, click, I'm going to go with Khalil Shakir, the Ooh. Boise State uh, alumni who has been really, really good throughout these playoffs. Always seems to make a big play when the Bills need him the most. So I'll say that he comes up big with a, a late TD to give the Bills that uh, 24-14 lead and make it a two-score game. So, Very nice. All right, we'll go with that. Let's keep working backwards. Uh, sure. Yeah, what's the, the early Detroit, Sunday Rock game? City. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's a hell of a game. Um, Taking on. The Detroit Lions. And the line? The Detroit line. What is it? Wait, hold on. Let me guess. It's got to be like six and a half. 
It is exactly six and a half. Perfect. Right. There you go. Uh, hire <laughs> me, Vegas. Um, so <laughs> six and a half. God damn. Okay. So Detroit minus six and a half. They if you can't be more excited if you're a Lions fan. Like the draw no. that you got, you got Matt Stafford. Awesome. And now you get the Buccaneers who didn't even play a real NFL team last week. And they're just like, right. you know, kind of like kicking around here in the playoffs and like, oh, hurry, hurry, hurry. How fun is it for Baker Mayfield? It is fun. They're a fun story. That being said, they do not belong in the playoffs. Um, and I mm. feel like that the, uh, the Lions are about to teach them that lesson. That being said, right. they had a good enough game last week. I just think that on a like, I, I don't think this game is going to be close. And because I okay. think that, this game is probably going to be like 27-26 final. <laughs> okay, so who's your pick to click? I, I'm going to take. 26? I'm taking the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions to cover, uh, and I'm going to say I'm on Ross St. Brown as a massive game. Okay, so what's your final score? Uh, good question. I am going to stick with my high 20s pick. I'm going to say 27. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 27-13. Okay, cool. Two so, field goals for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think that uh, I think that the Lions should win this game, but uh, this is controversial. I'm going to take the Buccaneers to cover. Wow. Six and a half? Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, and I'll say I don't think it's because of their offense. I do think their defense is really, really good. I don't uh, think either of these defenses are that good. That's the thing. No, I think Tampa's is. I mean, Tampa's was just able to neutralize. Well, again, not a real NFL team, but <laughs> yeah, Tampa, Tampa's defensive front is really, really good. So I think if they could get some push to the offensive line, they could maybe make Jared Goff uh, have to move his feet a little bit, which is how you beat Jared Goff. Now, I do think the Lions win. I'm going to go Lions 20, Buccaneers 17. Uh, low-scoring game. Yeah, I'll say that this is a low-scoring game. I do think that the Buccaneers... I think Todd Bowles is an experienced defensive coach. I think he'll have a plan to keep that offense kind of in check. I don't necessarily trust the Tampa offense like at all. Mike Evans kept dropping like wide open passes, which was really weird. That was him. weird. That was very uh, weird. Pick to click. I'm gonna go with the defensive player. I'm gonna say Aiden Hutchinson gets like three and a half sacks. Yeah, that's an easy easy choice. Um, um Yeah, I I mean I just think that like this Tampa offensive line uh seemed to struggle at times in that philly game like it seemed like on third down that was like the only time the eagles were getting any kind of break in that game was when they managed to sack baker so i just think that uh aiden hutchinson with the supreme amount of talent he has playing in front of his hometown crowd like the first time lines have had a second round playoff game in his lifetime like i just think he's going to be juiced up and ready to go and i think he's going to take down baker like i'll say three and a half times so yeah give me give me uh Give me the Lions to win, but the Buccaneers to cover, and the difference maker being the Lions defense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They were really revved up and ready to go last week. I think you can probably expect more of that. Um, All right, let's keep going backwards. Packers 49ers. Saturday sure, night, that's the Saturday 8-15. night game. Yep. Whew, that's a fun one. Another. Uh, so the NFC uh, matchups have been very um, historically charged. Like we get Packers-Cowboys, that's really fun. We get... Uh, Packers 49ers, that's another classic. That's that's a really fun game. Sure um, is. So, yeah. yeah, the line in the line in this one, in case you're curious, uh kinda this strikes me as a little weirdly high. Wait, let me guess. Hold on, hold on, do. hold on. Uh ten and a half, 49ers. 
Very close. Nine and a half. Oh, I was going to say nine and a half, and I changed my no. mind. Okay. No, that just yeah. seems to me – I mean, I think the 49ers are the best team left in the playoffs, but to me, that seems – What about the Ravens? Eh, we'll get there. Yeah, I said what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> I just – to me, I don't know. Like, I think that's a pretty high line for a playoff game, even with a team as good as the 49ers. I just think nine and a half seems like a lot. Like, for a first-round game, I get it. Like, a wild-card game, sure, you have a team that maybe snuck in there and, like – like the Buccaneers kind of uh, where it's like, well, the Buccaneers ended up winning, so bad example. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the Steelers. We, we needed a seventh seed. Yeah, there you go, the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. The Steelers, that was nine and a half. That made sense because maybe that was a team people didn't expect to see there and kind of thought would get bounced. Now, the Packers, I do think they should be heavy underdogs. Nine and a half seems a little high. I maybe would have gone six and a half. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What, what What's this game going to do? This is – I mean, this is going to be an interesting one. I – I think this game is going to be a lot closer than that. I'm definitely going to say the Packers cover nine and a half. I don't think that this game is going to be a blowout. Um, that being said, I think the Packers are getting a little too much love, and no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I hey, like, hey, hey. this team is good. I wasn't very impressed with them. I will give them the praise that they have earned, uh, which is a lot. Um, but I don't think anybody in their right mind should be saying that the Packers are about to go to San Francisco and beat the 49ers, um, which I know the line is high, but that is definitely like there, there's a sentiment where it's like, well, why can't they? You know, why not them? Uh, right. They're still, on average, 22 years old, I think, like mm-hmm. for the whole 53-man roster. Um, so this, uh, like, this team, I think, is going to be very good next year. Uh, I think the ride ends here, though. Uh, okay. I... Would not be surprised if this game ends up being, I'm going to say, 34. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to say really high score by the, uh, the 49ers. I'm going to say, th- you know what? Yeah. I'm going to say 34-21. Mm-hmm. And I am going to take, uh, or that means that the Packers don't cover, which is fine with me, actually. So there you go. 34-21. High so line, taking, but I'm going to take the far uh, the Niners to cover. Okay, so you're not taking the Packers to the, cover that. The more you're the more I the thought about, it. I know I started there and I talked myself out of it. The more I thought about it and spoke about yeah, it, yeah, I was going to say it seemed like that was happening. It it was <laughs> the more I talked, I was like, yeah, that's where I started, and then as I think about it, you know what? Nah, <laughs> the Niners yeah. are really good, and I think okay, that they're so, going to destroy these guys. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, okay, not so destroy. Go- Twenty one points on the Niners, still nothing to shake a stick at. Sure. I'm going to go with the Packers to cover. 50. Are you through? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the Packers to cover. Uh, I think that uh, the point I was making earlier was that um, the I thought this line was a little high. I, I, I still think that. I do think the 49ers are really good. Like I said, best team left. But I do think that the Packers are going to manage to keep this a game just because the 49ers – I, I mean, they just have some weird habits uh, that I think M- Michael Fleur or, or Matt Fleur, I apologize. Him and He's Kyle the Shanahan only co- are or, uh, football coach not named Mike, so that's okay. Right. Yeah. Him and Kyle Shanahan are obviously very good friends. They know each other very well. I'm going to say that LaFleur knows how to game plan for what Shanahan's going to do and vice versa, but I'm going to say I think LaFleur has had more playoff experience. I think that he. As well, maybe actually, I forgot Kyle Shanahan made a Super Bowl, so maybe not. But anyway, I do think Lafleur is as good a coach as Kyle Shanahan, which is a hot take. But uh, I think that the Packers will be ready to that play is this a game. Hot I, take, 
But LaFleur's done a lot with a very young roster, so credit where it's I think due. he's really, really underrated. Yeah. I think he's as good as Kyle Shanahan. I would put him there any day. Sure. Uh, His offense I, looks amazing, so you got to give him that. Yeah. Um, I would say that I think the 49ers will win this game by a touchdown. Uh, I, I think it's really, really close. I think the 49ers win 28-21. to 21. And uh, okay. pick to click, give me. Uh, I, I think a wide receiver is going to make the difference. I'll go Brandon Ayuk because I think that the it depends. Because if Jair Alexander is not playing, I don't. I haven't heard anything about that. But I think the Packers have a bit of weakness in that secondary that we started to see maybe a little bit more than we thought. Yeah, Jair Alexander is questionable. So if he's out and they can kind of attack that secondary. I think that Ayuk, someone like him, that can really stretch the field will be a difference maker. So, Am I allowed the... to take a quarterback? That's a good That's a good choice. I, I like that choice. The only thing with Ayuk is I feel like he either shows up or is not there at all. Yeah, um, you could take a quarterback to so a show. I am going to take Brock Purdy, actually. Okay. Um, and for this reason, I feel like Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, who has a lot of... Uh, McCaffrey and Debo Merchant claims that he needs to shake off of his back. Uh, pumpkin accusations, things of that variety. Um, I think I that fear. this is <laughs> pumpkin accusations, I fear, have reared their ugly head. Um, I feel like this is a game that Brock Purdy can say, uh, you know, this is like a real team, big playoff moment. You know, for they've had three weeks off. If he comes out and has like a big statement win over a very you know fun upstart Packers team that's going to have a lot of eyes on it on Saturday night, uh, yeah, that's going to look pretty good for him. So I would say that this is like a perhaps like a three fifty and four. What did I say? Thirty four points. The four touchdown performance, maybe something along them lines. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. I think that this is a huge game for his legacy. It's I, like, I mean, obviously, legacy. He it's not a legacy. It's his, just his whole deal. I like if he establishes himself as like, I'm a real quarterback. I am not just Mr. Irrelevant. This is the game to do it. Yeah, that's what I mean by legacy. I mean, I meant more like image. But yes, but um, like. Obviously, he had the playoff win last year where he played really well, but then got hurt in the NFC Championship game. And there are a lot of doubters about Brock, I mean, still to this day. And I don't know if I'm all the way sold on him being like an MVP candidate, which he is. But, I don't think anybody like, is really sold on that right now. <laughs> right. I mean, there are people. But anyway, this is very, very important for him. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that he'll come out and play well. Uh, and I think that that's yeah a good pick because this is a huge game for him. This is going to be... Because I think that this team obviously is furious about the way their season ended last year with the injuries in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. And I think he, in particular, is very excited to get back out there and show what he can do. So, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, all right, so should we talk about this last game, the, the earliest yeah. game of the weekend? <laughs> the one that begins, honestly, I think with a lot riding on it as well. I mean, this Saturday game is it's going to be really fun. I mean, these are really fun teams to watch. Uh, and should be an electric brand of football from both of them because we, all right, so we have the Ravens and we have the Texans uh, in Baltimore, obviously. Um, so this quarterback matchup, I think, is the most intriguing thing about it. I think with CJ being you know as good as he is uh, now out of nowhere and like he's he's the apple of everybody's eye as the rookie and like all these things, like just in the way that Jordan Love yeah. is, but Jordan Love is a fourth year quarterback just was sitting the whole time. Jordan Love is a, or CJ Stroud's a rookie. Um, so that's really fun. Going up against yeah. Lamar Jackson, who has not done 
great in the playoffs in the past and really kind of needs to do similar to Brock Purdy, honestly, uh, has like an image thing that he needs to to fix with in these playoffs because they have never been able to win big games uh, when they've had to. The Ravens have kind of not met expectations for the last few seasons. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is like, you know, first chance to prove everybody wrong again and go beat a really fun, like low expectation, but really high uh, potential Texans team. So I think I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game. Uh, but yeah, I do think that is, we get a oh. really – oh, sorry. I forgot to even ask about the line. Let me guess yeah, before I, I say. say. Uh, I'm going to say the line is going to be the Ravens by – I'm going to say I'm going to say eight and a half. Okay, again, very close. It's the same as the 49ers game, so nine, nine and, and a half. half. Damn, okay. <laughs> Either side of so it. You, yeah. So you're, you're taking the Ravens to cover that? I'm going to take uh, – you know what? Let me let me explain myself first, and then we'll see where I end up with that. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say that this game is going to go like this. Um, we're going to start out with a lot of really like aggressive deep shots, lots of you know running, and then the game is going to really slow down in the second half as it becomes a little bit more defensive. Um, so I think that this game ends up being. 24-17 Baltimore. Interesting. So you so think Texans the Texans to cover. cover? Yes. Okay. Uh, Am I, I taking all the you. overdogs? Favorites, as they're otherwise called? Couldn't tell you. Uh, maybe you have. I, I haven't been. I think I need to I, check I that. I, yeah. I forgot who I picked. So, uh, um, but, <laughs> we'll go back. I'll make a graphic. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can cut that part out. Yeah. Uh, I am going to agree with you. I think that the Texans cover, and I think the Texans win this game. Do you think the Texans win this game? I do. Wow. Interesting. Let me very interesting. Myself. I don't not see it, by the way. That I, that could very much happen, but that would be brutal for the Ravens. Oh, yeah, and it will be. Uh, <laughs> so first of all, I'm going to start by saying this. John Harbaugh, you're on notice. If you lose this game, yep. you're a fraud, okay? Yep. So I've had this theory about John Harbaugh for a while. Like, he's Flacco extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's well. He's an extremely successful regular season head coach, and then in these playoff games, ever since he won the Super Bowl with Flacco, that his team just shows up kind of like unprepared. So I think yeah. that having the week off is like really going to hurt them. Uh, and I think that it's hard because this Ravens team is so talented that they should destroy the Texans. But I have one key person missing that I think is going to be hard for Baltimore, and that's Mark Andrews. Uh, it, it's hard yeah. when you have a guy who's basically Lamar's security blanket. That offense depends a lot on the, the, Lamar's ability to pass to a tight end. So with Andrews not playing, I do think that Lamar might be a little less comfortable. I think the Texans are capable of putting the pressure on the quarterback. We saw them do it with the Browns. We saw them force Joe Flacco into throwing back-to-back pick sixes. I think that the Texans' defense is really, really strong. Uh, I think that... They're going to make Lamar uncomfortable. The only thing that could make the difference, in my opinion, is if, the, if Lamar is able to outrun them, which is possible because he's unbelievable. So if he's able to do that and he can rush for like 200 yards, then yeah, the Ravens will win. But That's the difference I, maker in this game. Just the fact yes. that Lamar is so freaking talented. He could just, yeah, he's the best you know, player could, on the field. He could beat any team just by himself on any given night. The only thing is that sometimes he just kind of he beats himself a lot and sometimes he just doesn't have enough, you know, from like from the defense or whatever, it's hard. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I I just think that my my pick to click for this game, I think this is C.J. Stroud's official coming out party. 
I know I said that would happen last week. Man, and I think it did, but it did. He's week, he's on the map. I'm but saying that one, four, if he beats the Ravens, holy crap! Yeah, right, right. I'm saying four touchdowns. I'm saying, wow. you know, like something like like 380 yards. You know, I'm saying he just absolutely snaps in this game, and I'm saying that the the Texans are going to be behind for a lot of this game. I'm going to say that too, because I do think that their inexperience will get to them at first, but. I do think that the Ravens have a tendency over games to kind of maybe take some plays off here or there. It hasn't sure. worked them, and they are well coached. But I have noticed that in the past where it seems like, oh, they should have stopped that play easily. They should have bowled him up, and he just ripped one off. So, like, I, I think that the Texans will get back into this game, and I think that it will. Ravens fans will be very surprised. But I'm going to say that the Texans pull it out late with a field goal. I'm going to say they win 31 to 28 so i'm going to take the texans Man. to win this game now if i'm wrong we will be deleting this from the record because <laughs> this is a very bold prediction yeah but john harbaugh you're on notice you have to win this game he does i think that's very fair i'm surprised that he's had this many chances to be honest with you i feel like the ravens have been a disappointment in more seasons than not in the last well, there, few years the, yeah well they're kind of like the steelers right where they're every year they're going to win they're going to have a winning record pretty much uh, yeah, but the and, Ravens have a quarterback. Right. Uh, that's what I'm saying is Harbaugh, I think, has had more talent than Mike Tomlin. Now, a lot of that you could say, well, he's been a piece of that, which is, you know, does he coach those players up? And I understand that. I'm not saying he's a bad coach by any means. He's a very good coach. But I'm saying that I do think in some of these big games, the team shows up a little unprepared. And we've seen that with the Ravens in the past throughout his tenure. And I just think that people don't talk about that enough with him. So sure. I think this week off could be very, very harmful for them. Yeah, and you know what? I'm never sold uh, when teams do come off a bye in the playoffs. I don't think they're a good thing anyway. Um, right. So I agree. I, it's controversial, I like, but I agree. Yeah. I, I In baseball, I don't think it helps the team. In football, I don't think it really – in football, I think it helps more, but I still don't know if it really is well, the best thing Well, it would have helped you. the Ravens if Andrews could have gotten healthy. Right. But right. then right, it right. would have helped, and I might have flipped my pick then because I would feel better about Lamar having Andrews there to check down when he gets flushed out of the pocket. But, like – I, I think that with him not being healthy, with the Ravens sitting around an extra week, with the Texans coming off such a huge emotional win against the Browns at home, I just think the ingredients are there for a major, major upset. And I think that Ravens fans, if this happens, are going to melt down completely. Like, But, I mean, because this should be their year. And that's why I said the 49ers are the best team left in the playoffs, because I believe the 49ers are much more likely to win their game than the, than the Ravens. I think the Ravens have a much tougher draw. And that's not the thing against the Packers who are good, but I think the Texans are really, really good. I think they are too. Um, that being said, C.J. Stroud is a rookie. Don't forget, I know you yes. think this is his coming out party, but if you're John Harbaugh, I, I mean, really good NFL coaches feast on rookie quarterbacks. So, I mean, you should be able to bait him into mistakes. If, you know, Absolutely, I, like, you there's, should, yeah. There's a lot that you can do to beat a rookie quarterback that if uh, you know any any good NFL coach worth his salt should be able to figure something out. Not that I know anything about it, <laughs> but <laughs> I do know that that's a thing. Uh, All right, did you give your rookie pick quarterbacks to click have a rough one uh, against good coaching? Uh, my pick to click in this game. So yeah, I'm going to say you're going to hate me. I'm going to take a quarterback again. I, I'm going to take ahead. Lamar. Honestly, yeah, it's your show. Lamar has a lot. It's our show. Come on now. Um, Lamar <laughs> has a lot riding on this. I'm I, Seriously, the reason I took Brock Purdy in the last game is because I think this game has, uh, or his game, I should say, has a lot to do with his you know, his image and who he is around the league and the, the, the role that he plays. Um, 
And the same is true for Lamar. I, like They have not had any playoff success with this team, with this roster, with this coach. Um, and Lamar really, like for as good as he is, and he's going to be a multiple MVP winner. Um, or is he already? Is this going to be his third? This will be his second. Second, okay. So he's going to be a multiple MVP winner. Uh, you got to win in the playoffs. Like you just yep, have you to. Like you, at some point, you have to do it. Otherwise, that look at Peyton Manning for all those years. As great as he was, yeah, yeah, he can't do anything in the playoffs. I will say this: Sucks I think that if the Ravens do lose this Brutal. game, like I think that they might, I think that it'll be more on the defense than on Lamar. I sure. do think he'll show up. Uh, that's fair to say, but it doesn't matter. Uh, like if you lose in the playoffs, the quarterback is going to take some heat. Look at Jalen Hurts. The dude couldn't throw, and he everyone's like, "Oh, Hurts is a fraud." It's like, okay, right. like I mean, let him get I healthy; said, he'll be fine. Right. Like I said, like I think the Texans defense has the ability to make him uncomfortable, which I do believe, but I do think he's good enough to overcome that. Like but at the same time I just don't know if it, it just seems to me like these Ravens are just uh, this is a trap game for them. Like yeah. I, I just can't help but think that they might be overlooking them a little bit and thinking about the Bills or Chiefs next week. I think so, that's the best way to call it. It's a trap game. It definitely is. Now they yeah. can elude the trap, but it sure. is definitely a trap game. <laughs> that's, right. that's fair. Uh so I hate to cut this party short. No, we are like, at exactly one hour actually. So my, that is my dinner fun. has arrived. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's call it. Yeah. Um, anything you want to end with on like the Knicks, perhaps? Uh, I was at the game on Wednesday. Had oh a yeah. Time beat up on the Rockets. Uh, they should have beat the Wizards by more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that game was uncomfortably night. close. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're seeing them maybe start to right the ship a little bit. They did drop those couple in a row to the Magic and Mavericks, so it was a little disappointing. But, uh, yeah, after Morgan that win streak. Morgan met I mean, Larry Johnson. And I, yes, I met Larry Johnson. <laughs> he was sitting right behind me at the Knicks game, so I got a picture with Larry. And uh, just an incredibly nice guy. Like, probably, like, I've met a couple of athletes. Nicest one. Just really? so nice. Wow. Yeah. Very gracious. I got to hear him talk about basketball with the people he's sitting with the entire game. It was that's, like he was calling a game in my That's ear. really cool. You didn't mention <laughs> big, that. That's really cool. Yeah, it is awesome. He's a big OG and OB fan, just like the rest of us. Of he course. said that's his guy. Uh, but, yeah, I got to meet Larry. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Nicest athlete I've ever met. You have who? a guess? Nicest athlete you've ever met. Who is it? Jim Tomey. That dude Jim was Tomey. a sweetheart. He was so nice. Unbelievably yeah. nice. Couldn't he's believe awesome. how nice he was. Everyone always said that about him. Great he's clubhouse guy. I'm glad unbelievably he's nice. Too. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable hitter. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, I think that'll do it for us, right? I think that's probably it. Do you have two seconds on the Brooklyn Nets, perhaps? Anything? NBA team. Win. <laughs> NBA team. NBA no. team. Based in Brooklyn. All right. I think that's it for me. Uh, I don't have much to plug. Morgan's excited uh, about Deal or No Deal Island, and he's the only one. Um, yeah, I'm excited about Deal or No Deal Island. Watch the Trader Season 2 on Peacock. Uh, there you go. Good show. Uh, and that's it. We Anything have a new else? website. Go look at the new website. Go listen to the episode we put out yesterday on Mudville. Uh, check out last week's episode of SBNY. Uh, go give us money on Patreon and follow us on Twitter. Uh and look out for an Instagram coming soon. I think that's everything. That's a lot of things. We're becoming too commercialized. All right. Well, <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Good night, New York. Good night, New York.